What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Jordan Wilson, and today I'm with a legend, Pa Madhu Ka. How are you, brother? I'm doing well, brother. I don't know about the legend yet, but... Legend. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> legend. Legend. Anyone who talks about you says that you're a fierce player, a fierce defender. You're the type of coach that gets in guys' faces and gets the most out of them. You're a legend within your own rights <laughs> in the CPL. And definitely just as a great human being. So you are a legend. Absorb that. Accept that compliment. That's yours. Thank you. Thank you. That's thank you, brother. Sure. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. How have you been? I mean, honestly, I'm blessed, to be fair. Yeah. I'm starting a new opportunity, what I'm, what I'm grateful for, you know. And, you know, in our business, okay. it's always about the learning process, you know. As you know, for yourself right now, you sure. yourself, huh? No more the boots, huh? Now he's in the boots, huh? <laughs> I wear them. At, I wear them at home, but that's about it. I don't go outside with them. I just, uh, I just have them brilliant. when I'm on the carpet. All right, there no, you go. That's great. <laughs> that's the best place to reminisce about it, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, a few things I want to run run through with you. We have a little bit of time, but I've been looking forward to this conversation, um, just because you're. I'm gonna reference you a couple times in this this half hour, but you're a uh, a big brother in the game to me and to others, definitely in the CPL. So just have uh, a lot of flowers to give you, but just a lot of open conversations that I'm looking forward to having. Um, but let's just get into it, soft and and, and simple questions to start. Uh, who was like your role model growing up? Like, who did you look up to? Oh, man. I mean, obviously being, you know, born in Africa and then going to Norway at the eight year old, you know, for the first time seeing snow when I'm used to being barefooted in Africa running around, you know, and you know it yourself because you, like, you've been in Denmark, right? So, you know, it's yeah. winter and get cold, but growing up, I would say at steel for me, it's my dad and, uh, and, and Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, not only for the boxing skills that he stood for, but for the man that he stood for, the awareness that he wanted to bring to our people, you know, and, and always the belief that he had in himself. And and mm-hmm. and for me growing up, it was knowing my father when the struggle he went through, you know, to get me to know it, to able to play football and hearing him always telling me, you know, whatever you want to do, son, you always got to make sure that you do it to 200%. Because if it's 100%, they're always going to pick their own, right? So for me, knowing that I was... I was a minority and the choice will always go to the to the people of their own country. So for me, it was very important that uh, those things were installed in me. So everything I saw my father did and as well as my role model. I know a lot of people will say footballers, but for me, footballers, you know, we just play the game and we leave it. So for me, Muhammad Ali was the real model just for what he stood for. Oh, and he lived it. I, I Exactly. He, was, he lived it. I think also, too, a quote people say is like, um basically you're having you have to give twice as much uh, yes and give and get half as much back um i'm I'm messing up the quote but that's basically <laughs> what <laughs> that's what it is you have to go above and beyond and maybe get half but i look 100%. at it it's just like your mentality in terms of if you want to be the best or you want to go as far as you need to you have to make sure that you're going above and beyond as as oh, yourself yeah. first before 100%. you can try to get anything else tell me a bit about your roots uh Gambia. Yes. From. I mean, okay. it's, it's the smallest, one of the smallest countries in Africa. Obviously, we got surrounded by uh, Senegal, but I think half of Senegal is belong, used to belong to Gambia before the colonizers okay. came, you know, the French and the English. And the English chose uh, Gambia because we had the river flowing inwards, right? So we had the Atlantic Ocean, but we also had the river floating. So that made it easier for trades and for boats to come in. 
and also knowing that a lot of uh, slaves uh, trades were done at uh, you know in Gambia so with the Bermuda Triangle everybody yeah. remember you know from Europe down to Caribbean up north so growing up in Gambia when I was eight years old you know I had a great uh, childhood to be fair you know uh, my mom uh, played basketball my dad played soccer so I grew up in a sports environment but also my grandfather for me you know I, I forget to mention him so when I look at three males he played a huge part definitely because my dad was not there so uh, sorry to mention your grandpa but you belong in the <laughs> three models that I had because he was he was truly somebody also that injected a lot of uh, a lot of things in me like uh, how to be a man you know how to how to raise a family if my time will come you know so getting those wisdom at the early age helped me when I, you know, when I went to Norway, because obviously as an eight year old, you know, you, 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 you used to certain things, which is in Africa, the sun, number one. All right. Secondly, being outside. And then you arrive in Scandinavia in the middle of winter where you hardly can see the sun. Right. And can you imagine right. a black man for the first time, you know, yourself, right. Seeing the snow fall down and me opening my hand, the palm, the snow falls and it changes to water. I was like, wow. You know, you see these things, you're like, wow. And you're only surrounded by white people, right? And you, yeah. you know, so, but football gave me life because, you know, it's the global sport. And when you play it, you make friends quicker. So yeah. I had it. So my roots was, uh, my roots in Gambia was, was beautiful, man, because we were always so, outside. So, so for me, um, I played in Denmark for, for five and a half, six years. And I would always have the luxury of coming home for Christmas just because of how the season went. So I'd come home in December, I was home. And there's always this like grieving period when I'd go back. I was like excited <laughs> in January to start preseason. But I was like, man, it's dark at three o'clock. I was like, I missed the home cooking food. I, so it's like a culture shock again. Christmas, yeah. I was home with all my friends and family. That is nothing compared to the culture shock you had going from Gambia to Norway. Like, talk to me a bit about, I know you said you had football as like a yeah. bit of like your savior in terms of to connect yeah. your people. But what was that like outside of climate? Just just the skin that you're in going to a country that is predominantly white. Obviously, that's what I said, right? You, you're surrounded by blunts, right? Sorry for me using that expression, but that's what it is, right? You're surrounded 24-7 with, with, with white people. So for me, it gave me a lot of uh, lessons in, in, in how, you know, being a black man and looking at how you looked at, right? you're a little bit, a little bit different. But also I must give credit to Norway. At that time, Norway was a little bit open. It was not as, uh, you know, racism is everywhere, even in Norway. I, I myself, I experienced it there, right? But growing up, one thing that would ever stuck to me was when I was invited to my friend's house, and you know this, Jordan, right? When you go to a black man's house, you one of us, we eat. We all eat together. <laughs> I sat, and then, and then, you know me, I'm not thinking much about it. So he just told me, you know, you just wait in this room. I got to go have dinner with the family. And I was like, huh? I said, okay, yeah, I didn't think much of it. So when I came home, my daddy asked me, did you eat? I said, no. He said, I'm like, no. I'm like, is it normal that when people, they eat at their home, that they don't call you to eat? And my dad started laughing because, again, you're talking about culture shock. I'm used yeah. to just eating and eating in Africa. But you're not used to it in Norway, right? Everything is separate. So, I mean, being looked at uh, as a black man, we feel it because that's what I always say. And you know this, in Europe, it's emotional. 
the way that they're going to look at you, they give you the eyes and they give you the looks to make you understand that mm, you're a little bit different than us, right? So experience that as an early age made me stronger. Yeah. Truly, truly Absolutely. made me stronger. I, we can, I mean, my story is <laughs> going to compare to yours, but I, we could go for hours I'm talking about hey, how many there are. Um, yeah. I, I want to I take a moment to flip to, uh, for one, the work that you've done in the CPO, like yeah. that's why I call you a legend because I came to this league in, in 2021, and mm -hmm. I know that I was watching a bit of the the Island Games and PEI, and that yeah. was the first time I'm, I'm I'm seeing you. I was like, you know, it's funny. I used to see you play when I was younger, but I didn't make the connection yeah. when I saw you at Pacific, and I was like, immediately, just how you command attention and your presence, I'm like, it gains respect, but then mm -hmm. also there aren't so many people or aren't so many coaches in the game that have the skin that you and I have. Uh, yes. So immediately what you say holds far more weight than maybe your counterparts or your peers, like looking at you mm. and when you talk and, and I'll say something as well in terms of uh, the, the CPL North star shield winners, when you and Jamar are like hugging and crying at the, at the end of uh, a championship game, yeah. That will just like ring for for years for me. Like that will that will be something that is so special. Having a black captain, having a black coach, and just like you guys being emotional and like connecting. And I know Jamar said that like uh, I was speaking to him last year and, and how he spoke about you and how how you're just like a big brother, a father mm -hmm. figure, but just someone who like went above and beyond for his team. That's why I call you a legend because I think it it speaks volumes to have someone who. I can look at you and know that you've had similar, if not more experience experiences yeah. that I've had in Denmark yeah, in yeah. life. And then yeah, for yeah. you to go out and coach and be a part of the game that I love, immediately I have all my respect. That's not to say uh, white coaches that I've had that I don't respect them. It's not that. There's a commonality that we share. There are things just that different. Like, we it's understand just different. that we that don't need to be said. No, and that's why know. for me you're you're a legend. Uh, what I want to talk about specifically now is there are 29 teams in the MLS. Uh, from yeah. my little research, there are three black coaches, head black coaches. Yes. yes. There are a lot of black players in the league. What, yeah. what, what would you say is the disconnect? Why there aren't more black coaches? How do you feel that uh, what needs to happen for there to be more black coaches? Just just your thoughts on the whole the whole altogether. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's. Funny enough, right? I've uh, I've had this uh, similar conversation with a lot of people, and for me, it comes down to you know, we are seen as people that can play the game, that can lead on the field, but we're not seen as people who can lead once we stop playing. So that so that comes down to the narrative that is created while we are maybe in the locker room. How are we being perceived? But as well as how are we being perceived in the media? Because our counterparts are perceived one way. Right, and uh, then there's a narrative created for them so that when they stop, when they enter a boardroom, they can easily get the job because based upon how they were as players, but that doesn't go for us because we we we're not we're not the people that they're gonna look at us and say, right, I'm taking orders from you, or I have to listen to you. Right, so when when that happens, it's a shock it becomes a shock because the narrative is not created that. The narrative is not that black players can lead in an organization. But also growing up, we didn't have no black coaches that we could lean on and go, you know what, 
I want to play for him, or this is how we lead. Now, me, I remember the black coach I remember was Jean Tigana, coaching mm. for Fulham. Remember this night and day. But also growing up, seeing all these other players that, for me, had the personality, but never went into the coaching. So I was thinking, are they sending a message? But for me, it's always this thing of me that rings for me that, nah, we can do it. But for Absolutely. me, always come down to, are we giving a chances? And in MLS, if you look at MLS, it's strange, right? There's a lot of uh, black players in the league. But again, the, pers- but the narrative is what? They can only play, but they cannot be in leadership position. But these times are changing. And me, for me, when I look at it, I, I look at it as, as, okay, our time is coming. Can we be patient? But also, when we're in these positions, we have to take care of business. Because we saw few, and we're not looked at the same way. So if we have that half a window, we got to make sure that everything we do is spot on. Because the eyes that is going to be looked at us is totally different. Right? So for me, yeah. the eyes that you give me is no problem. You can look at me in a certain way, but as long as you don't know me, it doesn't matter. You sound like, you sound like my dad. My dad would always <laughs> say, like, you have that little, like, window No, you have, bro. It is. And he's like, you can't drop the ball. And like, no, and then the part of it too, I was speaking with a friend the other day and it's just like, when you get into certain roles, like we talk right now, like I hung up my boots and now mm-hmm. I'm in the analyst world, which I'm enjoying, but it's like, I'm one of the very few that have the skin that we have yes. doing it. So how I carry myself, what I do, how well I do, it's ringing for the next generation or the yes. next person trying to break down the door. And we were just talking about like the pressure added that isn't for our counterparts, isn't for people that don't have our skin. It's just like you're going, I'm looking at Pamadou Ka, how you coach, how you lead, how you carry yourself in the media. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't just speak for you or your club. No. It speaks for me. <laughs> like, it's weird. It's like, even to, I, I mentioned with Jamar last year um, that as much as I want to play in the finals, I know York uh, wasn't at that level. Like, you guys deserve mm-hmm. to be there with Forge. But, like, I was rooting for, like, like when I saw you and Jamar, I'm like, this made me happy. Even though, like as a competitor, I'm like, man, I want to oh, be yeah, there. Hundred yeah. percent. You see certain things. It's because there's something like, there's something that is like communal. Like it's something that is just about yeah. like, the community going forward, and like you seeing it's things. Important. And then as a kid, like watching or being a Canadian and not having a league or my entire childhood, and yeah. then seeing a league now in place, and then seeing a black coach in place and then seeing a black captain celebrating with his black coach is beautiful. But this is stuff that I didn't really think that would happen in Canada. And then another thing I want to say is like certain places I know in, for me, my, my opinion with Denmark, I enjoyed the country, but I feel like they're, they're a bit under a bubble. Like they're a lot of how they look at things. They're a bit behind or, um, you end up being I mean, a spokesperson for black people. Like they're looking at black people and they're like, Hey, like you can answer all these questions that I might have. Or mm-hmm. this one black friend I had, it was, it was Muslim. Does that mean all black people are Muslim? Like you would, <laughs> you would get all these type of questions in Canada because we're so multicultural. It's a bit yes. different, but 100%. it's still like the subtleties in terms of, Hey, like you said, Hey, you're a great player, but like we don't have a lot of black coaches mm-hmm. or, or people uh, in staff or management. And, yeah. and the questions for that, it's just like, why is that not the case? And uh, I feel like 
representation is like the biggest part like seeing people that look like you in spaces that you enter is the biggest part about it and that's why i called you a legend because looking at you doing it you don't even know who you're seeing but there could be that 20 year old kid a 10 year old kid that was like man i saw you guys lift the north star shield mm. this is possible and like i know for me as a kid my idols being like patrick Vieira or guys that were african players that were Big taking over the premier league Come and on. look at him now. Right? But, and then but, made that transition, but that didn't happen before. And you said it perfectly. And me, I love Ateta. But I said this. Ateta played five years in Arsenal, right? I always like to give this narrative so people understand. Patrick Bader played for almost 10, 10 seasons. But the person that gave Ateta the job is another Spanish technical director. So imagine having a black technical directors at the time. Don't we think that maybe Patrick Vera would be suited for Arsenal? And what makes Patrick Vera not suited for Arsenal? With the job that he's done, he had to leave Europe to come coaching MLS, get back to Europe, take a team, and now he's taking Crystal Palace. So why aren't uh, Patrick Vera suited for the job at Arsenal when he's an Arsenal legend? See, these are questions that we know. But this is also why this is a great month. But these are conversations we can have anytime throughout the year. Oh, because if you ask people, they're like, well, I'm not racist. No, mm -hmm. but the system and things that are just put in yes. place and the biases that we have need to be checked. Because you can say this to me and, and I'm smiling because I'm like, well, I can understand. It's about connections. And a part of that is also about how you look and mm -hmm. the risk I'll put air quotes, the risk associated with, oh, if I go this route and maybe sign up yeah. a black manager, how that would look. Whatever but what it might be, risk? but these are biases that we have. Yes, and these, these are biases that live throughout people. the game and live within communities and work and all 100%. that. So and, and 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 it's not knock on people, but it's not knock on our other counterpart, but it's to explain what has been generational. Yeah. And when this has been generational in place, this is the hardest thing. Change is the hardest thing for human beings because they fear what is about to happen. But I say to them, why you fear? You got to look fear in two different ways. And for me, fear is forget everything and run or yeah. face everything and rise. So choose to rise with us and see what we can do. Because in a locker room that is the, very diverse as a football club, I can talk to any culture because growing up, I had a lot of these cultures around me. So if I see an Arab guy, I know how to speak to an Arab guy. If I see a Spanish guy, I know how to speak to them because they've been around me. We grew up together because the ball don't see no color. The ball see no color. The ball see you as who you are. So when you step on the pitch, are we together and we're trying to win? But the system is where we need to change. So, for example, like yourself, you seeing me coach, you have a better understanding of why I am the way I am rather than somebody who doesn't know me but have to make a judgment of me because they see me for the first time. So you can give a better explanation to the viewers who Pamuduka really is because we share the same common and we understand that we're not many. So can you then imagine when our counterparts is making talks about on our behalf, not truly knowing us and what can come out of that? to the viewers. Yeah. So that's why also having you in this platform is very important, given what the CPL is doing and given what MLS is doing as well. 
because even though it's only three black head coaches, there's also multiple assistants. But you give MLS Next Pro, it's also a platform where other minorities are coming up as coaches, which is a great thing. And for me, it's very simple. When MLS and the EPL start hiring black coaches, the rest of the world will follow. When we start truly hiring, not only, but also in the front office, like here in Charlotte, our, um, our MLS Next Pro, the president is Darius Barnes, a black man who played in the league, who's been around, which is very important. So when we start having leadership in this role, now we're creating a change. It will take time, but the change will come. I'm not going to stop until I know that we've left a mark behind for generations to follow. That's the reason why I'm coaching. And I'm not going to stop either. I, I think as well. Big bro, I'm going to call you that for sure. This is, this is something that it needs to be done and just also yeah. takes people gathering and rallying, you know, by, by your work and what you do, you motivate someone else and it's a domino effect. Yes. And it's 100%. just also just like creating atmospheres and places where like people can speak and we can eloquently say how we feel. And it's yeah. nothing given. You nah. have to earn it. However, yes. you have to be open to the fact that like there are counterparts that have, had a head start and have been doing things and have things in place. And unless we beat down these doors and try to have these conversations to try to have things more open and fair, it will continue down the same path. So it's in one respect, I'm, I'm grateful because you asked me as an eight year old kid, mm -hmm. uh, there's a league in Canada. No way. Yes. Black coaches in Canada. <laughs> no way yeah. that like I could have a job as an analyst talking about soccer in Canada. I say no way. Cause yeah. these weren't things that were in place 20, 20 years no. ago. But now it's there. So I'm looking in the next five, 10 years, like what are these next milestones and next things that we can knock down as a nation, yeah. or as a people in North America, all over the world. It's just like this game unites and, and we want to touch and make sure that everyone is connected through this beautiful game. No, 100%, bro. It is, it is a very important topic. And I know we talk about a month, but to your point, that's why when people tell me, yeah, we, we celebrate Black History Month. I love what the CPL is doing, getting a lot of uh, people to talk about it. I love what also the MLS is doing by spreading the message and making people aware because the awareness is the most important thing. Are we aware of what is happening and do we want change? Now we're seeing change because now racism, we all know, have ex it's always been there. But now it's in front of your face, so you cannot go and say, oh, I didn't know, I didn't see. You see it. Every 10 seconds that you go on social media, you can see whatever you want to see. Yeah. Right? So it's out there. But it's also up to us to create also an image that people can see and go, you know what? They are doing something right. Because that's, because that's also one of my main messages. When I look at myself, I don't look at myself as somebody that, is inferior to nobody. That's just me. I'm not trying to be arrogant or anything, but you, you put me anywhere on God, God's green earth, I'll make it happen. Just open okay. the door slightly, like I always say. Open the door slightly. Don't open it full for me. Open it slightly. Right? And that's what happened with Pacific, to be fair with you. Right? Because of a little bit of connection with me and uh, Rob Friend, who was coming to Norway, of all places. Played against him in Norway. Played against him in Holland. Right? Played against him in MLS. He needs a coach. He turned up to me. Yeah. And within our conversation, two years, I tell him I'll win you the league. It may be crazy what I said, but that was the belief that I had. That given, knowing that the other two coaches, which I highly respected, which was 
Bobby and uh, and Tommy, they had a head start with this with their squads because they've been together for a long time. Yeah. Right. But I knew, and I said this, and I always kept selling it to my wife. I'm like to my wife, I'm gonna win this league. And I kept saying that to Jamal. The first day Jamal signed, I'm like, Jamal, we're gonna do something spectacular. I'm like, you're gonna lift the trophy. And I know in the conversation he must be thinking, nah, this guy is crazy. You know? Yeah. But I was telling him, I'm like, you're gonna make history because you're gonna be the first black captain to lift the trophy here at the North Star. She will believe it. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And it Look happened. So so when that happened, that was the moment. Because that was a moment built upon how I wanted him to continue to lead the group, but also how I wanted him that when he wanted to retire, that he could still remain in the game. So that was just me trying to pass my knowledge onto somebody that was keen and open and want to make a difference. And we're going to continue to see the difference that he's going to make with Pacific now that he's on the front office. So again, that gives another picture to people that when they call in Pacific, they have a black uh, sporting director talking to them. Right? And when he goes out to speak to people, now people are going to see, ah, okay, more and more of us are in leadership positions, which we need. The more we are in leadership positions, the more also that, the better we can do. But for me, to your point, it shouldn't be given. For me, everything I want, I want, I want to earn it. I don't want to give it. Even, sure. if a black, even if it's a black sporting director, you hire me because you think I'm the best at the job, not because sure. of no, not because of a rule, not because of a rules, right? Oh, we have to interview this, we have to. No, whoever, whoever you want to hire, you hire whoever you want. But if you put me in the room, I'm making it difficult for you. Those yes. are my only things. And be open to the change. Be open yes. to that. Not, oh, this is how we've done things. No. Be open to how things yes. can be different. Yes. For sure. And the difference is good, man. Difference is good. Because you look at it. If Forge only is the only team winning the league, is that is that fun? Not for us. Or yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not for players. You know what I mean? So so somebody also got to go in there. And I'm still undefeated. Whether people like it, I'm still undefeated. Until somebody <laughs> beat me, I still have my title. That's just the reality of it. Nobody beat me. <laughs> I won and I left. That's the difference. I love right? it. You, got, you go out on top. That's the way to do it, to be honest. You know, that That's was the, the best thing. Because for me, it was like, listen, I can win if you give me opportunity. I can also show that we can coach. But for, for me, it's beyond coaching. The X and O's of the game is not that. It's trying to teach people what life values are. Because yeah. at the end of the day, when we walk out of the room, I want people to walk out and say, you know what? I worked with this guy. I worked with these people. So I can understand who they are. I can understand mm-hmm. why they are this way. So that when you're then feeding the information to somebody else, when you hear them talk certain things about us, you go, no, 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 no. That, no, 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 no. That doesn't resonate. Right? So you always want people to understand that, no, there's more to us than what you are seeing or what the media is perceiving us to be. Because that's another outlet. The media yeah. chooses the word. So whatever media chooses the word, guess what? As human, as normal people, you listen to it. Agreed. So that's why having you as an analyst will be fantastic. Because when you see somebody do something, you can resonate and you can give a different point of view which will make people look at it differently than if somebody else is giving it. Agreed. 
Agreed. See, I came here to hear your perspective and your challenge, man. This is what we want. <laughs> this is what we want full circle. Nah, that's well, the I got, man. I got, I got a few questions for you as we wrap up. Um, first of all, I'm going to put you on the spot with some rapid fire questions. The first one would be like, uh, who was the best player that you shared the pitch with? So played against or played with? Like, who's that one player that is like close, close? You shared the pitch with Paul. Yes, when I was in United. Tell me, tell me no, a, a lot bit of, about. No, a lot of people don't know this, but when I was uh, what, uh, 19, uh, 18, 19, um, we were playing under 21, and then they called me out. So I was there. So I spent around three months in United. When you say we, the, sorry for our viewers, who's who's we? So there was me and another Norwegian kid who was a center back. So we went the first, we went for a week. Then I ended up going back for three months, only me. Right, so when I get to see Paul Scholes for me, it was it was incredible, and to see years later how all the midfielders are looking at him, and then saying that for me, witnessing day in day out was something incredible. Right, so but if you that that is for me, but if, but some of the strikers I've shared the field with has been also remarkable, and then the likes yeah. of Slata, the likes of uh, Luis Suarez. You know, so to be able to play against those guys was also incredible. But when I look at somebody, I say I enjoyed watching. Paul scores by far. Paul scores. You said it. You said it quick. So that one is, is no true. by far. Here's the next question for you: If you could give Palmaduka, the ten-year-old Palmaduka, any advice, what would that be? Be who you are and keep following your dreams. Love that. Now there's a ten year old kid at home and you're gonna give him advice. Is it the same thing or are you gonna give him anything different? Whatever you wanna achieve, believe it, because it starts with you committing to yourself. Because you cannot achieve nothing without committing to yourself. Love it. I'm gonna end it there, Palmaduka. You <laughs> killed it. Thank you for motivating and challenging. Uh, and I told you in the beginning of this that you're a legend. And I appreciate you. I just want to give you your flowers and say, like, your work that you did in the CPL was appreciated. It touched many people outside of just the team that you coached. I'm going to be watching you. Definitely not. I have the time. I'm not playing. And I actually there you go. Stuff. And now yeah, you can I'm analyze. Huh? You yeah. Now I can watch you at Charlotte. And oh, I, I gotta I do better you work all again. the best. You too, brother, <laughs> man. You too, brother. Nah, man. It's great. It's great. It was great also chatting to you. Great to compete against you. Right, even though still um, you cost me the when you say the two-two goal, it's still on my mind when you scored against us in the bubble. I'm I'm, I'm still mad at it, but you know, but still you deserve bad. it. <laughs> but the work that you did, brother, is is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to see you more in this role, man. Keep rocking it, bro. Nothing but love. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Sure. All right, big All right. dog. Stay tight.